You're listening to Cops and Spikes, a podcast from the International Maze and Meat Improvement Center, Cement. I'm your host, Rachel Kramer. This is a space where we're going to break down complex science into bite-sized, audio-rich explainers. We'll have real conversations with experts from around the world who are innovating in the fields of agriculture, food security, and nutrition. We'll also share stories that link Simmet's research with real-world applications. In this episode, we're looking at nitrogen. What is it? Why is it important? And what does it have to do with feeding over 7 billion people? Nitrogen is essential to life. Slugs, trees, humans, we all need nitrogen to make amino acids, which make proteins, which make cells. And it's one of the building blocks for DNA. So how do we get it into our bodies? Well, about 78% of the air we breathe is nitrogen gas, or N2. It's a molecule made up of two nitrogen atoms glued together by a very stable triple bond. But few organisms can access it in this form. Most living things, including humans, depend on something called nitrogen fixation. This process takes one molecule of nitrogen gas and pulls apart the two nitrogen atoms. Then, three oxygen atoms stick onto each nitrogen atom. The result is a chemical compound called nitrate, or NO3. Plants are able to absorb nitrate in the soil and break it down into plain old nitrogen. Animals, including humans, then eat plants, or other animals that eat plants, to get it into their own systems. Isn't that cool? Okay, so how does nitrogen fixation actually happen? It occurs in nature through several different routes. One is through nitrogen-fixing bacteria that live in the root nodules of legumes, plants like alfalfa and peanuts. Another is through the decomposition of organic material. As dead organic matter decays, bacteria and fungi release ammonium, which nitrogen-fixing bacteria can then turn into nitrite. That's NO2, one nitrogen atom, and two oxygen atoms. And bacteria eventually turn nitrite into nitrate. The third route for nitrogen fixation starts with lightning. The heat from the lightning breaks the triple bonds of atmospheric nitrogen, and the free single nitrogen atoms combine with oxygen to make nitrous oxide gas. That's two nitrogen atoms with one oxygen atom. It dissolves in rain as nitric acid and gets absorbed by the soil, where nitrogen-fixing bacteria turn it into nitrite and then nitrate. And finally, the fourth route involves cyanobacteria in the ocean, which transform it in a way similar to the nitrogen-fixing soil bacteria. For thousands of years, humans didn't need to worry about nitrogen. But around the turn of the 20th century, intensive farming was depleting nitrate in the soil, and people were worried about the growing global population and a possible food crisis. In 1908, scientist Fritz Haber figured out a process to combine atmospheric nitrogen and hydrogen under extreme heat and pressure to create liquid ammonia. In other words, synthetic nitrogen fertilizer. He worked with chemist and engineer Carl Bosch to industrialize the process and make it commercially available for farmers. Synthetic nitrogen fertilizer, along with the development of high-yielding nitrogen-loving seed varieties, led to the Green Revolution. 
and global agricultural production increased significantly during the second half of the 20th century. Mexico became self-sufficient in wheat production, as did India and Pakistan, which were on the brink of famine. Today, companies produce over 100 million metric tons of synthetic nitrogen fertilizer every year, and the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations predicts this demand will continue to increase, especially in Africa. While many credit synthetic fertilizer with increasing yields and saving millions of lives, there is a dark side. Farmers often over-apply fertilizer to their fields, and this excess can create serious environmental issues. In addition to killing beneficial soil microbes, it can evaporate and turn into a greenhouse gas. The excess can wash off of fields and pollute water bodies, causing algae blooms that suck oxygen out of the water and create ocean dead zones. To wrap it up, life on planet Earth depends on nitrogen, and we would not have over 7 billion people right now without synthetic nitrogen fertilizer. To reduce the negative consequences of water and air pollution by fertilizers and improve soil health, researchers at Summit are helping farmers use fertilizers more efficiently and practice conservation agriculture. Learn how Summit and its partners are working on smart solutions by visiting our website, www.cimmyt.org. You can find Cobbs and Spikes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.